Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Bali FM and welcome to the OGT program. Today with us, we have three of the top grandmasters of the chess world today. They are known as Los Caballos Lechugueros, and the team is made up of Daniel Dubob, Hikaru Nakamura, and Magnus Carlsen. They are here with us in Las Vegas. As you know, the Las Vegas Open is happening next week. Okay, they are going to introduce... Okay, now you have introduced yourself. I want to know uh, how chess works because I don't know pretty much of this game. So, guys, please. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I will introduce it for you. Chess okay. uh, is you. a table game uh, created on the 15th century in Southern Europe. It's played on a square turbo chessboard with 64 squares. Uh, it's an eight, it's an eight by eight grid. At the start, each player, one of uh, one of it, uh, is played by two players, and one of it will control a uh, color, one the black and other one the white ones, the black pieces. Uh, each player at the start of the game controls 16 pieces: uh, one king, one king, two rooks, uh, two knights, uh, two bishops, and eight pounds. And the object of the game is to checkmate the opponent's kings. Whether it be the king is under checkmate, they uh, they has uh, been given a check and they could not escape. A check is when you um, when you uh, frighten uh, the king, uh, so you uh, um, try to eat with a with a with a piece with another piece uh, the king uh, uh, that will uh, obligate the king to move. Okay. That seems a pretty high level. Thank you, Daniel. Um, please, uh, Magnus, uh, yes. if you can explain us um, the different movements of the game. Okay, I can explain the, the moves of the, of the pieces. So the kings uh, move one square in any direction. Uh, they are able to make a special move associated with the rooks, known as castling. Uh, this move is um, is uh, is a move that uh, <coughs> the king is moved two squares toward the rook, and the rook moves to the square right next to to where the king has moved. Um, and this is uh, used to protect uh, to defense your king. Okay. Uh, The queens move diagonally, horizontally, or vertically in any number of squares. Um, the rooks move horizontally or vertically in any number of squares. The bishops move diagonally. The knights move in an L shape. That this means that two squares in a horizontal or vertical direction, or a square and then a square horizontally or vertically. They are the only piece able to jump over the other pieces. The, and uh, finally, the pounds, uh, the most common uh, piece, move okay. vertically forward one square with the option to move two squares. And if they haven't yet moved, uh, but they capture one square diagonally in a forward direction. Because, uh, and, um, but they are unable to move backwards. And if they reach the other side of the board, a pawn promotes into any other piece except for another king, obviously, because if not, the game had uh, no sense. 
Okay, okay. Thank you, Magnus, for explaining uh, all of us the different movements. And Hikaru, tell us how... <laughs> Sorry. Um... <laughs> so Hikaru, uh, tell us uh, how does a chess game develops? Develops, and of course, I'm going to I'm going to answer your question. Okay. Um, well, the game has three phases, consisting on the opening, the middle game, and the end game. Uh, well, the opening is the most theoretical phase, and there are I'm not going to to come into details, but there are there are lots and lots of openings with with its different variations. Um, and once you know the, the, the theory, it's going to be easier for you because it, you're going to get in, into a better position for the middle game. Uh, then the, um, the middle game, it's the part where you start exchanging pieces and try to find an advantageous position over your opponent. And finally, the last game, it's usually a, a game in which you and your opponent are trying to crown your pound. And... Most of the time, uh, when you are in a in a high level as as we are, and professional matches, uh, it tended in a draw because the position is so so similar for both. Um, <coughs> <coughs> sorry, I <coughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Sorry, that's not matter. And and yeah, that's it. And. I uh, gotta say that uh, when you are in a in a high level, not uh, amateur, um, when you are down on pieces or you have a an, a worse position, you usually um, resign. You're not you're not you're not waiting until the until the opponent check checkmates you because it's like more professional and um, elegant. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. And now we, we've talked about uh, all the chess theory. I want to talk about um, the famous Netflix series called Queen's Gambit. What do you think about it, guys? Uh, well, uh, I think uh, the Queen's Gambit is only uh, making worse the chess situation uh, because um, like, by the end of the uh, of 2020s, uh, like uh, no, uh, no one knows. Well, no one. Uh, only the the ones which really love to know it um, and play it. But nowadays, uh, it's uh, all the world of chess is uh, uh, is full uh, of of noobs which uh, don't know uh, how to play and just uh, like disorder this world. I think not. I think it's a, a great a way a great way to to allow the young people and also the old people to to know how to play chess and uh, exercise their minds to uh, play in these games. I think it's a, a great idea uh, from Netflix, and we are uh, and we appreciate that. Uh, the uh, they made the chess more famous than it, than it was. Okay, love to hear different opinions. Uh, what do you think, Hikaru? Uh, well, me myself as a chess lover, I'm very, I'm very um, sorry, I'm very grateful to Netflix to creating this masterpiece. That is just not talking about the content of the series. I think that for the chess community, 
uh, it's going to it's going to do great because well it's 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 always it's always nice to to have new people uh, playing the game and I really appreciate it from Netflix for, because of the impact it has. Okay, I hope someone from Netflix is listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, so, guys, uh, what do you think um, about uh, the study that um, talks about uh, how chess uh, helps to improve your your brain capacity and and your brain work? Yeah. I think that the study that makes this um, this possible is that um, you exercise your brain because you have to think a lot and um, this is like making a constant exam, uh, a constant test um, to don't let your opponent to, to beat you and I think it's a great exercise for your brain um, and we are all grateful because I have a a one 190 IQ. I am one of the the most um, smart persons in the world. And see. I think uh, chess, um, like uh, it's a um, a great training for your for your for your brain. Like your brain as other muscles have to be trained if you want to to develop and to be stronger. And uh, if you train the brain, which uh, uh, by which the uh, chest is a very, very good exercise, uh, it could develop and even um, be better and, and quicker. So uh, for, uh, for uh, learning in general, chess is a great activity. So I was um, asking you uh, how your, <clears throat> how, your uh, how chess um, helps to improve your brain capacity and um well of course i i agree with my with my two chess partners um of course well uh, some recent researches had shown that people that play chess uh, have come with a better iq and it it's al it also helps um in the college or or high school for students to play chess because that allows a uh, better brain capacity and brain abilities. Okay, thank you guys uh, for this uh, podcast. And I hope I can use all this theory to play some chess and, and win some guys. Okay, thank, thank you, you, thank thank you, you for inviting us. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, the same. Thank you.